Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the channel. My name is John Campy. This is Robert Meyer Burnett. And we are here today to talk about... Moon Knight, Ooh. the finale of Moon Knight has now come and gone. We've been talking about this show for a long time, long before it aired, ever since Kevin Feige came out, I came out on that stage at D23 years ago to announce that they were doing a Moon Knight. It was just an idea at that point. But now the entire series is behind us. It's done last night. We watched the finale, and we are here to talk about that finale in an open spoiler discussion format. So if you guys have not yet seen the finale of Moon Knight... Or if you're worried about that sort of thing, just add this to your favorites list and come back and watch it later. Uh, but if you're here, we're assuming you're okay hearing all about uh, Moon Knight and the spoiler. So here's what's going to happen. Rob and I are going to talk about our thoughts on the finale. Then we're going to use the balance of our time to hear from your guys about your opinions, your thoughts, your observations, your questions about the Moon Knight finale and the series as a whole from the Super Chats. We've only going to have the Super Chats open for about another 30 seconds so because they've already filled up before the episode started here. But... Rob, let's get into it here. Let's not waste any time. Dive right into it. <laughs> okay. Here. Okay. Let's talk about Moon Knight, the finale. We spoke about it a little bit on the John Campus show earlier today, but now we can be a little bit more uh, in depth on it. But what was your general impression of the episode? What worked? What didn't work? And, and how did it leave you? Well, you know, I, I have this long history with this character. When I was in high school 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I, I wrote a Moon Knight screenplay. You That's know? right. I remember and, you telling me that. I, I was very excited to see this. This was a very different series, as I've said on the show, than the Moon Knight that I was expecting. But that said, I mean, they 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 leaned into the associated uh, dissociative identity disorder, and they leaned into the whole Egyptian god aspect of it all, which actually surprised me, John. I mean, all these, I mean, the gods, Khonshu and and uh, Ahmet and Tawawet, Tawawet, Tawawet. I never pronounce Tal, it right. Towels wet. The towel is wet. The towel is wet. Um, and I, I, I have to say, I liked it all. Like it was not the Moon Knight show that I was expecting at all, but watching it was incredibly compelling, and I, I was fascinated by the the whole thing. And now, this finale, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to because it didn't one, it didn't feel. We were talking about this earlier, but it didn't feel like a finale. I felt like we left this in the middle of Act 2. You know, I felt like we didn't see all of Act 1. We were dropped into the middle of this story because we didn't really get to know who Mark Spector was. I mean, we're playing catch-up the whole time. We're, we're, we're figuring out this story. And then we were never told, like, like how long was Ethan Hawke's character an avatar for Khonshu? 
you know, before he, he defected. And we, there's so much stuff we don't know in this show. But the finale, that said, I mean, watching Egyptian gods battle in front of the pyramids, you know, watching Moon Knight fly with the powers of a god, you know, watching Ethan Hawke, who crushed it in this episode, he was so good, you yeah. know, literally. I mean, John, there's a mass casualty event where there's they, you know, they put the scales of justice on people's wrists and poor the people of Cairo. Like, well, well how, many how many souls do we see flying in the air? A, Ahmet eating all a the lot. Souls and and Ahmet's eating the souls. I mean, thousands did thousands of people die? Like this was a huge. And how are they going to explain that on the nightly news? Well, uh, looks like an Egyptian god decided to. Uh, she decided to judge half of Cairo, and tens of thousands of people have been dead and eaten. I mean, this is crazy. And, and you know, while I don't know if I was entirely satisfied by it, I, I mean, I loved seeing Layla become the avatar. Yeah, of, you and I have different opinions about our, that. I mean, I, I liked, but I liked her outfit. You know, she, she's got to team up oh, with- the outfit was good. With, yeah, with, no with, doubt. With Sam Wilson, Captain America, you know, but it was all just kind of bonkers, but I just don't know about the Moon Knight-ness of it all. And I, when it, when it was over, I still felt like, well, wh what's going to happen now? Like, where are we going now? They just introduce at the end, of course, the third part of the Mark's system, you know, yeah. and that, and that system. So we now have three. Where did he come from? Like, what is his suit? Like you were asking me earlier before we went on, what does his version of Moon Knight look like? I mean, does he just drive Conchu around and not get to be Moon Knight? He just gets to be, because in the comics, everyone, Jake Lockley was a, a cab driver that Mark Spector made up to drive around the streets in New York to see to keep his ears to the grindstone to find out well, what's going on so Moon Knight could later. I mean, what did you think of it all? Well, look, overall, I, I enjoyed the series. I yeah. mean, I, I did. I, 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 I mentioned earlier today on the John Campy Show that in the five MCU Disney Plus shows we've had so far, Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and, and Moon Knight, it's my second favorite. I mean, behind, significantly behind, but just behind WandaVision, right? So I enjoyed the series. I did very yeah. much. Uh, episode five is still one of the best episodes Marvel's done. I mean, it was incredible. But that's the episode of Asylum. Yeah. I was not thrilled with the finale. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. And I'll, I'll tell you what, one other thing. You know, you were mentioning something about, you know, we didn't really get to know Mark uh, very much. And I think that and several other things are symptoms, again, of what I've been saying for a long time. This six-episode season bullshit's got to stop. Six episodes is not a show. It, it's a part of a show. Right. And uh, this felt like more like a part of a show than any of their shows to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree on that. Now, I disagree with you on a couple things. Number one, I did feel like the main centerpiece of the show was Moon Knight. Like, I, I felt that it was myself. But talking about the finale specifically, there were a couple of big things that stood out to me that made absolutely no sense. All right. First of just all. Just a couple? Just a couple. But I mean, one of them is this. With Jake being revealed in the post credit scene. Okay. Explain to me Tawet saying, oh, now that Stephen and Mark have made it, now you have balance. Once, you know, Stephen went into the sands and only Mark remained, you have balance. Well, how does that make sense if he's as... Conchu says more troubled or more disturbed than he knows well then how did he achieve balance that makes no sense for what they were explaining in the show the part that really drove me nuts though because i hate this this was some cwdc nonsense 
Tawitz just goes, oh, hey, you're here. How would you like to be my avatar? Okay, poof, you have superpowers now. Yay! That was such bullshit. It reminded me of, <laughs> of Arrow, because I loved Arrow. I loved that show up until it got to the point where, hey, you got a mask and a stick? Cool, you're a superhero. And it was just like, I, it, well, why, why do comic book shows or movies feel like, oh, if there's a character who's a good character, well, they got to get superpowers. No. It was dumb. I agree with you in that sense. What I'm saying, I like the fact, I liked what her, her outfit looked like. It was great. But it, it was, was a great outfit. Yeah, I love that. But I agree with you there because, I mean, it's like Khonshu says, why don't you become, all oh, you be my new avatar. And she's like, no. Yeah. But then she was so quick. Why? Because she's a hungry, hungry hippo and it's it's like they're both chicks. Like- well, but remember, I'll, I'll, I'll cut them a little slack there because the, the dying avatar said to her, well, now we don't have enough avatars to do the binding. It's true. So she's like, okay, well, I know this one's a dick. Maybe this other one's a dick, but I'll take my chance with the one that maybe isn't a dick, which which leads me to another thing that really drove me crazy. There's a scene when Mark and um, uh, Mark and Steven start swapping back and forth, right, with the different suits. I- I'm sorry. Five minutes ago, Steven didn't know what he was doing. Steven was dancing around the, the hellhound. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, he's a fucking ninja. And, and a really good one. And a too. really good one. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm, wait, what? You were you just showed us for the entire rest of the show. He doesn't actually know what he's doing physically. He may have the powers. He may have the gifts. But he doesn't actually know what he's doing. And all of a sudden, he's coming out and doing these amazing, which, by the way, they did look really good. I mean, those these action are, scenes were really well done. Those action, the, the action and the maneuvers he was pulling off looked really great. But I'm just like, oh, okay. So that pulled me out of it a little bit again. And so... I just found that there were just these decisions being made in an episode that was meant to wrap up the series that was just all, okay, well, now he's going to wake up and they're going to fight and the good guys win and then they go and pull him out of the asylum at the end and murder him. I mean, it just felt so rushed and I rushed is a term we fans way overuse, but I really do think it's applicable here. It was way over rushed. Now, that said, with all my bitching and crying and complaining done, there were a couple exceptional things about this episode. You pointed out Ethan Hawke's performance. That scene, it's one of the best scenes of the entire series, where when Ahmet is now resurrected, and Ethan Hawke's character, I love villains that are true to their convictions. And he says to Ahmet, judge me. And if your judgment says, I gotta die, I gotta die. I accept, I totally accept that because that's his convictions, right? right. And the way Ethan Hawke played that, that that was a definite highlight of the episode for me. Oh, it was he was great. I mean, he's been a, a great. He I've loved his performance the entire time. But he he finally gets his what he wanted here, and it was really great because a lot of the time you don't see the villains realize their objective, and he did. You know, he got to realize his objective, and then and then of course we got this Egyptian god kaiju fight in front of a, the pyramids of what is it Giza or whatever the hell. I mean, I mean, that was crazy. And I, but I still, like you said, you know, at the end, they're in, in one asylum, like last week in asylum, that was not a real. No, that was just, that was his uh, working out his afterlife. Yeah, working out his afterlife. And then, but then we're in a real asylum where. Where Harrow's in a real asylum. Harrow's in a real asylum, but then Conchu shows up in the Mark Spector limo with its Spector license plate. With a nice outfit. 
with a nice Honchu outfit. you looked slick. He looked slick he looked in, in good. the Bill Sinkevich. That was the Sinkevich yep. Institute that he was in. So it was a little confusing in terms of the real institute, the fake institute, the afterlife sanitarium, and the real sanitarium. Oh, and I got two other problems. I mean, it was just... Please. Well, okay. So my two other problems. So, okay. So every of the... All of the Egyptian gods' avatars have wondrous superpowers. Okay. So Haro just walks in and there's this gaggle of avatars lined up to stop him. And in one shot, he just kills them all. But, and, and by the way, and all the gods have, have avatars except for Tawet. Oh, it just so happens. I don't happen to have one. And she's the one roaming around the afterlife. How fortuitous here. You get to be my avatar. And all of a sudden now two avatars, I, I can't, like they, they they're able to go toe to toe with her when he just walked into another room full of them, wiped them all out. That was a little bit frustrating to me. Again, I, and I found this show free of all that stuff. Like episodes one through five. Don't get me wrong, I didn't love everything about episodes one through five, but I never had a moment in episodes one through five going, "Oh my god, that makes no sense in relation to the rest of the show," or "That makes no sense in relation to the rest of the show." And then I had like five of those moments in the finale. And again, I think a lot of it could have been cured if this was an eight-episode season. Yeah, I mean, look, I had a lot of questions. They lean into the dissociative identity disorder. Has that, in the in the context of the show, have they always had this? Like, I was under the impression that somehow when, maybe when Mark became the avatar of Khonshu, that's when this break happened. Like, you know. Well, no, remember they showed it in episode five. It was, it was when Mark was young. right. Well, and that was, was but the that creation was in, of Steven. Right, right. Where, when did J- what, what brought out Jake? But yeah, I mean, you saw, you saw, uh, because the the, you saw these things. But how did that? Like, was he always growing up, jumping between? Like, when he was in high school. Was he always jumping between these different aspects of himself? Or, and I, I felt like it was a little bit because how, how did he become a mercenary it, within the context of the show? dealing with Steven, you know, how did all that work? And and I felt because in the original Moon Knight comic, when you meet Mark Spector, he's basically raiding tombs in, in Egypt. He's a mercenary working for Bushman. And that all made sense. I mean, this, this stuff was very late in the game, this disassociative identity stuff. Brian Bendis leaned into it and made Moon Knight think he was a bunch of different Marvel characters like Wolverine. Right. So that was very different. And so this was, and and Conchu has become this big character in the Marvel universe, but there was all of this stuff that I was telling you earlier. I felt it, the emphasis was away from Moon Knight. I like Mark and Steven were great, but the show was more about this battle of the gods than anything else. See, I, did, I don't agree with that. I think that was I think that was the backdrop. I felt like that was the backdrop in the context of right. the story because, of course, we can't really understand Moon Knight unless we understand Conchu and his conflict sure. with the gods, Absolutely. right? So, I, and I guess, you know, when it comes to fruition, like, again, I, I complain about a lot in this final episode. A few things to really like. Obviously, we talked about uh, Ethan Hawke was fabulous in this. I did love the costume on Layla, even though I, yeah. I hate this. Boom, you're a superhero. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> right. um, that I love the idea of two giant Egyptian gods fighting in front of a pyramid. I love, and I love the co- the dialogue between Khonshu and... And Ahmet, when when Ahmet, because she was right, like when she, because I had the same thought when she says, "You and I are basically want the same thing, <laughs> right? We're doing, we we do want the same justice stuff. in the world, right?" And but but Khonshu 
he articulates it perfectly, but we can't take away their choice. Like they have to choose evil to be judged. And so why are you fighting me? Because I'm exercising that choice that you want to take away from everybody else. Conchu is a massive dick, but he's also basically on the side of right here. And I loved that, that whole part of it. Again, the choreography, fight choreography was beautiful to watch. There was a great intensity to it. Uh, I did not hate the finale. It's just that there was more about it that left me scratching my head and, and feeling a little disappointed than the stuff I liked, but there was definitely stuff I liked. And again, overall, this is my second favorite of the Marvel shows. I, I thought overall is a complete package. It was an enjoyable ride. I've enjoyed myself these last six weeks watching this show. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think we're going to get a Moon Knight season two, but I think you and I both believe we're going to see Moon Knight again in the MCU, and I can't wait till we do. Yeah, I see, again, you know, one of the things that we've seen, especially in Phase 4, we've dealt with the Celestials. Yes. Now we're dealing with the Egyptian gods, like, and, and you've got and the... And we got af- Greek gods coming up We got Greek quick. gods coming, and then we saw a bit of the afterlife. The, they talk about, they touch on the Wakandan afterlife. They talk about the ancestral plane. The ancestral plane here. My question is, and when you have real people, human beings watching their fellow human beings judged and seeing the purple energy souls of these people going up and being eaten by a giant crocodile god, how does this affect humanity? I mean, they just came back from the snap. Or when does this... We don't know when this takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they mention no one else, really. That's true. I mean, I, my assumption is it's present day. That, right. That's my assumption. Like some, I think somebody might have mentioned the snap once in an early episode. I'm not sure. But I mean, has anybody mentioned the appearance of a planet-sized being outside of Earth yet? And are we going to hear any reference to, in Egypt, these two giant gods fighting in the desert where tens many, of thousands of people, I don't know how many people d- died. And I think one of the problems that I have, and now we're going to watch the Multiverse of Madness, which we haven't seen yet. In less than 24 hours, in by le- the way. In less than 24 hours, and I'm curious, does this affect, like, when in New York City, we've seen the first 20 minutes, we've seen it in the trailer, there's a giant one-eyed octopus battling Doctor Strange in the middle of city streets in New York. This added to the alien attack 20, 10 years ago in the Avengers. How does mankind think about this stuff now? Where's humanity at? When it seems like every other day there's a giant god showing up. or I mean, I need to understand, like, what are the religions of the world? Like, what is the Pope? How does the Pope in the Marvel Cinematic Universe weigh in? On any of this stuff. He has to have an opinion. Yeah. Well, now we're getting into bigger questions of the MC right, as a whole. I know. I, know. I just, well, I wonder. But like, I, I will say, to, to sum it up here, at the end of the day, uh, I thought this series was a fun ride. I, I thought, again, Marvel has expanded their boundaries. I think they, they again, continue to find ways to go into areas and tell different types of stories. Um, I do believe that Oscar Isaac is going to get an Emmy nomination for this. I, after last night, I believe Ethan Hawke may very well get an uh, Emmy nomination for this as well for supporting role. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's a great new character to the I, I cannot see this character in the Avengers though. Uh, the way the show is coming. Coast Avengers. I, I, I can't even see him in any kind of Avengers, Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the character again and, and yeah, I appreciate the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The sentiment behind it? Sure. I do, but it was for me, it was a little bit on the nose. All right. All right. What's yeah. next? It was cute. <laughs> Raymond Reddington says, when do you think we see Moon Knight again in the MCU? Dude, you know I'm pulling for Thor Love and Thunder. Someone's got to put back. Yeah, I don't think but so. But it's going to be an av- It's going to be a, 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 what you call it, a different version of the hammer. I think it's from a different universe. 
you know, well, yeah, I don't think they're going to say that you know, no. they're in the MCU. I, I, I also don't think, honestly, I don't think at least for a couple of years. I don't think it's going to be yeah. for a couple of years that we see him again. I mean, I hope we do, but I don't think it's going to be for a couple of years. All right, what's next? Um, Sam Fisher says, if Jake has false memories like Steven, I think he thinks he is or used to be cartel Sicario. <laughs> it was really cool to see Oscar Isaac speak Spanish. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, yeah, I it. I mean, I, I think that could work pretty cool. I, I would love that. that. <laughs> Cartel Sicario. And then, of course, he'd have to know Benicio Del Toro. So, you huh? know. All right. What's next? Uh, Elif ba- uh, Barisil says, Greg Alba from The Real Rejects said that episode four felt more like Uncharted than the Uncharted film. I don't know about that. I mean, there was definitely, that was their Tomb Raider kind of. Right. Uh, like moment of it that we knew that part was coming for, uh, as well. So there's a little bit of their Indiana Jones, a little bit of their Tomb Raider, a little bit Uncharted. Um, so I mean, it it just it was a good episode. It felt right. I don't know that I would compare it to any of them to be honest with you. Yeah. But it felt good. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, "What if it wasn't Bushman who killed the archaeological dig, but Jake? Maybe on Bushman's orders, but it was Jake." Well, Sam, that's. I, I like that idea. The problem is we didn't see any of that, really. I mean, maybe, you know, that could happen. But I would. I really wanted to see, like, that first moment, I guess, when Mark would have been inhabited by Khonshu when he was first taken as an avatar. Well, would, we did see that. Well, but not – we didn't see Bushman. We didn't see, the like, when that would have happened. Yeah, I mean, I was okay with that because was it really necessary to the story? No. But the one part about the theory that doesn't hold up is that, well, that would mean that Jake then turned the gun on himself and shot himself. Right. So that doesn't make sense. But plus, Mark does have – Mark didn't blank out. He has a clear memory of it. This happened. I said this. He did that. Left me for dead. It's true. So I don't think that's probably the way it went down. Yeah, yeah, I just would like to have seen, again, I would like to have seen more. I would like to have seen, you know, when this started, they didn't expect, Mark Spector did not expect this to happen to him. Right, yeah. You know, I would like to have seen that in some way. You were wanting to see an origin story. Y- yeah, I want to see, well, or at least more of one. Right. In the context, but that's fine. Yeah, right. I kind of like playing catch up too. Okay, what's next? Um, Reginald, uh, 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 Niker, Reginald Niker says, do you think the reason why the Avengers or anything about them are mentioned is because Moon Knight isn't set in the MCU since they're really leaning into the multiverse? No. And by the way, original sent in like a $20 super chat. Thank you for that. And supporting our channel, that level, man. No, I don't. I, I don't think, listen, if you go out and have coffee with somebody, you're not necessarily going to talk about the New York Yankees. New York Yankees are world famous. Everybody knows who they are, right. but they don't have to come up in every conversation. And I think with the world events going on, like, why would they, why there wasn't a moment in the movie where I thought, oh, well, this is clearly where the Avengers would be mentioned. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've always been worried about with shared cinematic universe stuff is that fans start to expect that everything should always be mentioned and everybody should show up. And so I was actually perfectly fine. I would love it if Kevin Feige said came out and said, this is actually outside of the MCU. It's its own standalone world. Because, you know, I love that DC is doing that. I would love to see Marvel do a little bit of that as well. But, um, yeah, I don't uh, I, I don't think that's the case. I think this is in the MCU. I, I agree. All right. What's next? I agree. Um, Sam Fisher sends in one of two. 
Did you catch that the hospital in the end credit scene is named the Sienkiewicz Psychiatric Hospital? You did. The original artist after Bill Sienkiewicz? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact... Uh, well, read Bill, part two. Uh, part two says he posted that Marvel reached... Uh, this is Bill Sienkiewicz posted. He posted today. I saw this. He posted that Marvel reached out asking if he would be offended if they named it after him. And he said he wouldn't be offended. He would be offended if they didn't. <laughs> I thought that was great. I saw the picture. He did post that. Um, I love Bill St. Cavage. He's one of the nicest guys in the world, and he's one of my favorite comic artists of all time. And I love. It's seeing- really nice that they have gave little homage like that. Yeah, to people it was like really that. good, and it wasn't too obtrusive, right? Like you had to know. All right, it was good. It's good. Um, Tim Platt says if there isn't a second season, I'm curious as to how the Jake Lockley stuff plays out. Me too. Are Mark and Stephen actually trapped in a different reality? No. I mean, clearly, look, the the way Jake comes out is clearly the same way the other two came out. One's in control, blacks out, and when they wake up, something's done. It's just that this one, Jake takes control. So they're not in separate realities. It's the same body. Again, that causes some questions, but uh, we'll see what they address as they move forward. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting how they handle that. Um, Sam Fisher says, I loved seeing Arthur Harrow bleeding through his sandals when we went back to the doctor's office. I did, too. Yeah. Why am I bleeding? I'm bleeding. I, that was great. But I, I, I also, considering that whole thing was a part of their afterlife journey, they're no longer in the after. What was that? Was that just Mark and Steven in their own mind coming to resolution over something? Or like that made no sense to me, considering that was supposed to be part of Tawet's ship and that was them trying to find their balance and all that kind of stuff. And now they're off that ship. So I don't really know how to explain that scene. No, and that's another thing. A lot of it, does it all track? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Nah. What's next? Um, uh, Fanjecture sends in a super chat and says, I feel the show suffered from episodes one to four uh, to tell act one, episode five to tell act two, and episode six to tell act three. Acts two and three needed more breathing room. I think we both agree with that, that the show could be longer. I And I f- did feel that we saw, like, we jumped into this story halfway through the first act and we left halfway through the third act and we never saw really the beginning and an end. It was all... I mean, I I think that's a perfect way to put it. The way you said, like, episodes one through four was the first act and it was a great first act. And then episode five is our we begin the second act right. and it, it's one of the best episodes marvel's ever produced it was fantastic and then all of a sudden we're done and yeah. and it just it, again this six episode bullshit is bullshit it does not work if you want to tell a story in this format then tell the stories in this format at its proper length um so I, again yeah I, I completely think now they could have done it better within six episodes yeah but again i i agree with you fan Jecture. i think that was a glaring weakness all right what's next i agree uh sam fisher says also i want to see what jake's moon knight suit is me I too that's not yeah the t-shirt and jeans business casual black tie tuxedo i will commission fan art i don't care yeah i mean i you know in the comics the mr knight persona and the moon knight persona I don't remember a third Moon Knight persona, like in terms of a costume, which now that we, I want to know the way they've set it up, he must have his it's Moon Knight persona. It's got to be white. That's all we know. It's yeah. And be what white. does that look like? And I would like to have seen that at yeah, the end. Me too. You know, I, you know, what would that have been like? Uh, Aiden Foley says the Egyptian citizens holding each other's arms for Amit's judgment kind of felt like something out of Gotham, just <laughs> really corny and odd for Marvel. I don't know if it was cor- corny or odd. I thought it was kind of creepy and weird, and and 
And it was kind of scary to me because then these people were like dying en masse and their yeah. their souls were I mean it was like a it was like a, a, a Jim Jones Guyana cult when everyone drinks the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid I mean yeah. it was it was a little terrifying. Yeah, it was, it was odd. Yeah, they was it, uh, at the same time it all happened rather quickly. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't like you didn't see people running in the streets or like everyone's watching their souls go. These people are watching. What if you're like you're with your mom and your dad and, and one of them gets judged and goes up and gets eaten by a giant crocodile in the sky. No, I mean, I'd say you're probably pretty distracted by a giant uh, crocodile in the sky. Yeah, now, I think just, your probably attention is elsewhere at that point. Mom, you're dead. All right, what's next? You've been eaten. Um, Sam Fisher says, still disappointed we didn't get a random bull hit go line or a line about someone owing Mark money like the Dracula meme because Feige would do that. Uh, he, could, he could have. He, yeah. I, I want the discussion that he has with Punisher. Right. How's your dead family? Like, I, I just, I mean, that would have been great. I, I mean, I wouldn't have put it by them, put a little nod, like something like that into it. But at the same time, it probably wouldn't have fit the tone of the show. Right. I agree. All right. What's next? Um, uh, Tim Platt says, I love the show, but the more I think about it, the less I feel like it told a complete story. I got to agree with him there. I felt I wanted more. Yeah. I mean, there. Look again through the first four episodes, through the first five episodes, I thought it was paced well. Whatever, it just it all of a sudden ran into a brick wall. You know, it just all of a sudden was screeching to a halt. All this stuff that was that I felt like they were taking their time, starting to lay out and tell this story, and working through Stephen's confusion to the full revelation of the duality of the character, and and then the what what brought on the duality of the character, and all all these things, these great pieces of the of the picture, and then it ended. And uh, again, you're right. It didn't feel complete. I think you're right about that. All right. What's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, Mark's speech to Stephen nearly broke my heart. I, I love that scene. You know, in the sands, he goes back to get, I, I assume that's what Sam's talking about when he goes to. To get Stephen? Yeah. And there's that great moment where he's the, the sand. Yeah. And they have that conversation. I thought that was, I mean, again, what made this show great, you can't, you can't Oscar Isaac's performance. You can't stress enough how good he was Faultless. in this role. Fault. He was just amazing. He threw himself into this. It was so good. Yeah. He was so good. And I'll tell you something about that scene. It was awful. It was awful. It was so dumb, that scene. Because at the end of the day, Stephen is not a real person. <laughs> Stephen is a mental coping faculty that he kind of created his own to help him deal with something and he gets to the point that i have now come to peace i am a whole person now nope trying to go back and get that imaginary person that i made up in my head he wasn't real and then they treat him as if he was a real boy the little pinocchio in the sands in the belly of the whale had to go back and get him i thought that was dumb I thought it was dumb, and I love Stephen. I do. But the speech was good. The speech was great. <laughs> I'll give him the speech. The speech was great. Okay, what's next? Uh, my five head. Uh, favorite Disney Plus series. Plus, after over 30 years of watching superheroes, this is the series that's convincing my brother to read comics. Wow, that's a win. Go back and read the original Doug Mensch, Bill Sienkiewicz run of Moon Knight starting in 1980. Read those 30 issues. That sounds good. All right, what's next? Um, Ryan Loner says, good thing Layla found the right statue. The one next to it was probably Enchantress. It's, it, oh, my God. They all looked alike to me. Yeah. 
And she's holding them up, and I'm like, okay, that, that kind of looks like the thing. I mean, this is, there's not a lot of detail in these things. I know. I mean, these aren't Warhammer 40,000 figures. There <laughs> wasn't a ton of detail. Like, they all basically looked alike to me, so I'm like, ah, okay, whatever, sure, that's that's one. <laughs> but hey, she's a, she's an expert in this stuff, so I, I actually didn't have her problem. Yeah, they're, they're all Egyptologists. Yeah. I, if I was the one trying to find it, we all would have been screwed. Like, completely <laughs> screwed. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, with Mark Stevens' resurrection, this really feels like Moon Knight's origin and not the scene we saw in the desert in episode five. That's not a bad observation, nope, actually. Nope. I, I, I don't completely disagree with that. I think that's. Like- I mean, I kind of thought that's where they were going anyway. Right. That with this whole thing, this was an elaborate ruse to show us the origin of where Moon Knight. Well, this is going to be the origin from. of whatever he is from <laughs> now on. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, I love the visual representation of Mark and Steven in the final fight and them switching back and forth and Steven using uh, Eskrima, Eskrima sticks. Yeah, again, that's great and everything, but five minutes ago, you you told us that he couldn't fight. I mean, he had the strength, but... Yeah. I, I mean, he was a float like a butterfly sting like a yeah, demon. He was a ninja. Bee. And then all of a sudden, he's pulling off moves George St. Pierre can't do. And I'm like, okay, come on. While what? he's running. While he's running, that flying knee looked pretty awesome. That one move, the flying knee, was pretty great. That looked awesome. I mean, it looked awesome. It just made no sense. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, Stephen knowing how to fight suddenly doesn't make sense given his nature, unless he can also borrow abilities and knowledge from Mark like fighting. Well, that's a really, that's I like that idea, but then they should have given the audience an indication that that's kind of like they were starting to share memories or maybe it was we're supposed to because now that they're one person that they just know these things but then why would there be two separate costumes and when steven was able to manifest the powers of Conchu, there he had none of that right so i mean maybe you can make an argument that uh, with the with the balance that tawet brought and the, but remember balance was only brought when steven was gone yeah <laughs> and, and then, back, and like so. you said, it doesn't make sense. Then Jake is out because do Mark and Steven don't know who Jake is. So the balance. Well, they is just clearly don't. Because remember, no they, like, when the blackout happens and Steven wakes up or Mark wakes up, he goes, Steven, did you just do this? And he, Steven goes, I didn't do this. Right. So they're completely unfamiliar. They're, with but, so, the, so it's weird because wouldn't they wouldn't the supernatural realm know that there's three of them instead of you just two? Think. Like, I don't know. All right. What's next? Uh uh, A-Rod 20, oh, oh, 2006 says, two years ago, that's A-Rod 2006, two years ago, I didn't know who Moon Knight was. Now, thanks to Oscar Isaac, Mohamed uh, Diab, and Kevin Feige, I'm a massive fan. Can't wait for what's next. Listen, I'll tell you what, look, I, I know this wasn't the Moon Knight you had in mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have one in mind. Right. No, I don't think anybody did. Like this guy right here. I love this character. I really do now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this show made me love this character. I mean, I went from being aware of the character because uh, I didn't know a lot of detail. I mean, I knew the most basic rudimentary things about Moon Knight. So watching the show was kind of like a clean page for me. And I have, despite my misgivings about the finale, I, I, I have found now one of my maybe top six or seven favorite MCU characters. I'm fascinated by him. The mental issues just really play into that. Uh, the connection to the Egyptian gods and that kind of mythology. Yeah. I, I, I'm with him on that. I, he's now one of my favorite characters. I, I, really I kind of, I kind of wish that Harrow was able to uh, judge Thanos. <laughs> you know, I would like to have seen. I'm like, what would happen then? Like, and did the Egyptians gods? What did they do when Thanos snapped his fingers? That's see, I, I have questions. And did half of them disappear? Yeah, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. What's next? 
Uh, Sam Fisher says, I don't understand why they ended the show with Man Without Love. Because Mark Steven is no, lo- no longer is. They each have each other and they have Layla. That's an inch, the song. I have a question. So if Mark and Layla reconcile, whenever they have sex, are they technically having a threesome? Now, come on. I'm not. Come on. No, Don't I judge me. I can't be the only one who have wondered that. And, Are they, you know, and we have, does he switch back and forth between Mark and Steve? And do I, Mark and Steven get turned on by the same things? Uh, yeah. And, uh, do they have different technique? I don't know. All right. What's Questions. next? Questions, Sean. Questions. Ryan Loner says props to Harrow for not props to Harrow for not being a hypocrite and fully accepting he should be judged the same as everyone else. That, like you said, great scene. I, again, I love villains and stories that are true to their convictions. And he's like, hey, I need, Amit needs to be back for the good of the world. And if that means I got to die, I accept it. Go ahead. Like, there's something I really, really, because those types of villains that are true to their convictions are the scariest ones. Yeah. And uh, that's what made him a particularly good villain, I thought. Agreed. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, my biggest issue with this episode was the fight between Amit and Khonshu. It felt like they were moving a little too fast for a giant fight. They're gods. How slow are they supposed <laughs> yeah, to move? I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the fight a lot, especially like when when he was like pinning her down by the neck with yeah. the staff and it all that great. kind of stuff. And oh, I, I thought the fight I don't was know if great. the laws of physics really apply. Yeah. Yeah. Or how they apply. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of four hundred story alligator goddesses yeah, fighting no. in the desert. So I don't have uh, like a preference. Like ever. Like ever. All right, what's next? Uh Alex Holt says in the Avengers POV who is stopping Ahmet? Probably meant Ahmet. Yeah, they don't know Moon Knight. She's killing thousands worldwide, so where are the Avengers? It feels rushed over. Well, remember, it, they, there was seconds. Like there's yeah, a couple it, of, it happened over the course of a couple of minutes. Yeah, by the time the Avengers even hear something's going on, you know, where are they supposed to? By the way, why would they know that they were even in Egypt? You know, if this happened globally, how would they know where yeah, it's coming from? Yeah, I remember Ahmed did say Cairo first. Yes. Then the world. So they were working in Cairo first. It wasn't happening all over the world. And it did happen in the span of minutes. Yeah. And so the uh, reality is probably a lot of the Avengers didn't even find out about it until after it had been finished. Right. So, and, and we still don't even know the status of the Avengers in the MCU right now. Right. At least not on an official level. Yeah. I mean, all we've heard about, uh, people have said it. Uh, you've seen the trailer. Doctor Strange does say to Wanda, we need an Avenger. I need an Avenger. I need an Avenger. She says, well, there are other Avengers. He goes, yeah, I'll get you back on the lunchbox. I love that line, by the way. Yeah, so I guess there's an Avengers team? I don't know. What it looks like, I don't know. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, one of two. I know everyone is talking about Oscar Isaac, but can we talk about May uh, Calame? Is that how she pronounced it? Calamaway? Calamaway. She's able to hold her own alongside Isaac and Ethan Hawke, and her performance when she is switching between Layla and Tawet is fantastic. I agree. I thought she was awesome. I thought she was good. I, I thought she was good. And the reason I say good is because I don't really feel, unlike Oscar Isaac's Mark and Steven and uh, Ethan Hawke's Harrow, I don't think there was material given to her to show the type of extremes. I would agree with that. So it was, I thought she played the role very well. It's just that the character didn't call for her to do a lot more like Oscar Isaac's characters did, like Ethan Hawke's characters did. So I would put Ethan and Oscar's like a little bit above everything else. Kind of like the way, like going back to WandaVision, you put Scarlett Scarlett Johansson, you put Elizabeth Olsen. It's not that the other people in the show weren't fantastic. It's just that, 
Wanda had a lot more emotionality that they was required in her character. So she stood out way more than everybody else. And I feel like here, that's the same case with um, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, whereas her character was, she played it well. She played it good. She didn't get a chance to show off much more. Mm -hmm. So um, I yeah. agree with that. All right. I'd All agree right. with that. What's next? Uh, ben Quillette says, hey, John and Rob, love you guys. Thank well, you. Thanks, man. I love Moon Knight. Such a deep and emotional character study. My only problem was the finale. It felt rushed and lacked the emotion the other episodes had. I, I would agree with that. Again, I, I can't emphasize enough that the first five episodes of this show were very special. Yeah. I, th I thought really special. I was now, Granted, it's not movie budget. It's a different thing. But still, the first five episodes were, were quite, quite special. Still not better than WandaVision to me, but, but close. And then, yeah, it just kind of ran into a brick wall. I, again, I feel like this thing could have really benefited from two or three more episodes. I, I just, I don't know. I feel it also it wasn't fulfilling from, we didn't get, we didn't understand the, 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 the full picture of Mark and Steven and Jake. Like, normally when you introduce the Jake, a third part of the system, it should have been something we could anticipate. Like, and we don't know anything about this character other than he's an assassin. Like, he can kill so it makes sense well i didn't do that well, i didn't do that well we now know that jake is is Here's a badass the best twists in stories uh think back to usual suspects a uh, usual suspects, suspects was how old now 25 90 years old? it came out in 95 oh dear heavens so we're getting close to 30 years if you haven't seen it too bad i'm about to give a big spoiler for usual suspects uh -oh. but when you find out that what's the character's name Klimt Kaiser Soze but what the real name is Klimt is that the character's name um oh no, verbal when, verbal Kent 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 when you find out that Kent is Kaiser Soze right so the twist and the reveal is made the movie then kind of shoots back through itself and you re to show that oh yeah oh yeah this here this here this here six cents Right. When the reveal is made that, that Bruce Willis was dead all along, you can shoot back through the movie. It's like, oh, yeah. Especially like the dinner scene with the wife where we thought he was really there with her. Turns out she was just talking to herself. Like, there is none of that. I, I don't mean that at the end of this episode when Jake is revealed that they should have done a flashback through the show. No, I know. But mean. even as you think back through the show, there is, other than the fact that Mark blacks out once or twice. There's nothing in there like through the origin, through this, through his childhood. There is nothing in this show that says this is why a third personality exists. Like not one slightest hint. So it kind of becomes a twist for its own sake. Right. Whereas really good twists and storytellers show you how it would have fit into the previous And story. for most people, other than knowing the, his name is Jake, and if you read the comics, you'd know Jake Lockley all the way back to 1980. Nobody else did. Nobody else did. So you're looking at it going, what is that? What does this mean? How is this relevant? It, how is it relevant? And yeah. it and he shows up and kills Ethan Ethan Hawke. I, I did like the scene. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It conscious in that seat. Yeah. So, but I mean, that also <laughs> that begs the that begs the question. I mean, is that limo even real? The Specter limo. So Mark Specter has this really ostentatious white limo with his own he, vanity plate yeah, on. That it's he a cruises Spectre. around in that aren't even like real license plates. They're like, do you oh, have no, to? Like, it's get all real. Those? I mean, this this is all real. It's just. I don't know. Yeah, it's eh, all right. Eh. What's next? Uh, Hero seventy five says, if we get a season two, 
I want them to focus on more of the imprisoned gods. I'm sure during the battle, at least a couple of those statues had to break, freeing them. Mm. Also, keep Layla as an avatar. I, I couldn't agree more Look, with all that. I, again, I I don't think there's going to be a season two. Right. Layla as an avatar, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with it in season three of Moon Knight if you did something <laughs> like that. But just this thing of, oh, well, things going on. Oh, hi, Tawet. Hey, cool. You're here. Want to be a superhero? Yeah, sure. You're a superhero. Yay. It, it, it was just, it's, it's not even that it was rushed. I just hate this thing in both Marvel and DC. They have this thing. If there's a character you're like, well, they got to have superpowers too. Right. I just, right. I hate it. I hate it. I, it made me ditch uh, freaking Arrow. And I, I really, it, that's, it's a real big pet peeve of mine. Cool character here? Well, they become a superhero. I hated that. It made no sense. And, and and why, if all the Egyptian gods have avatars, Tawet already would have had an avatar. Right. And if they all have superpowers, how did Hera walk into a room with five of them and just take them all out in one shot? Like, so much of this didn't make sense in the finale. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm obsessing on it. I'm obsessing on it. All right, what's next? Uh, Rusty uh, Wadia, Wadia says, love Layla. Oh, by the way, this is like a $20 super chat. Thank you, Rusty. Appreciate that. That is very nice of you, Rusty. Uh, the scarab wings were really cool. She's such a badass. Her and Mark were an awesome superhero power couple. Also, Steven was a badass. Is it Eskrima with, with these Eskrima sticks? I love the show. Nine out of ten. Well, Rusty, thanks for supporting the channel. And that, I mean, that's, I, I love that. I mean, like you said, everyone's a superhero. But if they have to become a superhero, <laughs> be a badass superhero with scarab wings. The costume was great. It was great. And I the hope Hot Toys makes it. The sequence was great. Little Wonder Woman in there with the yeah. whole yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Little Wonder Woman, Little Falcon in there. And that's fine. I, I Again, with all of my complaints about it, the costume was great. The action was awesome. She was a legit badass. Um, so, yeah, that stuff all worked. Yep. It really did. Totally. All right. What's totally. next? Thanks again for sending that in, Rusty. Appreciate that, man. Ben Rayner also with a $20 super Thank chat. Thank you, Ben. Says, the finale didn't work for me. It felt rushed. Didn't like the character reveal at the post credit scene. Final act made no sense to me. Oscar was incredible, though. Give him an Emmy nom. Disappointing finale. And I, I guess, look, I want to qualify this. Disappointing is a relative term, sure. right? Disappointing, this is actually a compliment to the show. Because by say, me saying I was quite let down and disappointed by the finale, that is actually me heaping praise on episodes one through five. Right. And because if episodes one through five were just okay, I probably would have thought the finale was okay. But I just thought the the setup of episodes one through five were really quite strong. And then to go into episode six, that just felt like it tripped over itself a lot. Yeah. So again, at the end of the day, the good of this show for me way outweighs the bad. I, I will go back. To oh, I now. agree. For me, my second favorite Marvel show. Uh, I quite enjoyed it overall. It just would have rivaled WandaVision for me had they really nailed that final episode. Yeah. yeah. So I was disappointed. All right. What's next? Uh, Rusty Wadia says, do you think Jake has his own version of the suit? Yeah. Well, we were talking about Love yeah. Conchu rocking Steven's look at the end. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of neat that Conchu was all Dapper Dan, you know, in the backseat of the good. limo. Yeah. He was like Tony Montana out. You know, he looked good. I mean, I think Jake would have to. I mean, if he Stephen was dressed like an their, Italian mafioso. Yeah, I mean, if the, if if Jake and sorry, Jake, if Stephen and Mark have their own unique suits, I would have to assume that Jake would have one as well. Right, but we're just guessing. Especially, I mean, or maybe Jake's just a mafia enforcer. 
Well, I mean, remember, Mark blacks out and he'll wake up with 20 guys dead around him. So <laughs> right. I think he's a little bit more than just a mafia yeah, enforcer. True. It's true. All right, what's next? Maybe you can just wield that silencer. Suthius says, I liked it. Little underwhelmed. Great fight scenes. Thought the whole kaiju thing was kind of goofy, but cool. Starting to see a pattern of MCU series six episodes not really landing for a lot of people. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I hadn't thought about it in those terms. But yeah. Well, they're telling these monstrously huge stories with big ramifications, and then they expect to just rush through to the end. And we in our minds are we're very entertained by them, but we have a million questions and none of them get really answered. See, here's here's where I think they would serve themselves better. If for whatever God knows reason why, they are Egyptian committed God to sing <laughs> whatever Egyptian God knows why. If they're really hard on with they want to do six episodes only. Okay. Stupid decision, but your decision. Then pace out those six episodes. Yeah. Don't take your time in episodes one, two, three, four, and then sprint like hell to the finish in episodes five and six. Speed up episode one and two. Make it so episodes one and two truly are your first act. Episodes three and four are your second act. Episodes four and five. Because like one of our viewers pointed out earlier, it was like episodes one through four was act one. Right. Episode five was act two. Episode six was act three. And, and you really feel it. And I never really thought about it in terms of pattern to the other shows, but I think what they just pointed out is absolutely, I think it was the Suthius. I think what Suthius is pointing out is absolutely right. It's like, I think they got to pace out these shows a little bit better. And it's interesting. The Netflix Marvel shows were too long. Like they would go 13 episodes See, and we, I never thought they were too long. Well, Daredevil I, never really felt too long. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't, I, I don't think, think I don't think Punisher felt too long. I mean, look to me, like things like Luke Cage, uh, the Defenders, uh, uh, um, Iron Fist, they felt too long because they weren't good shows. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but I never thought any of the other ones felt. I think 13, 14 episodes. I mean, really, I, I'm more old school. I like 20 plus episodes a season. Right. I, like, I really like that model. But if you got to do the streaming thing, I think 12 episodes. I, I think also spot. the cost of these. I mean, they were on That's location. clearly the big thing. You know, the, motivating it's the, issue. Yeah, the budgets. On You're these, absolutely right. This, so, All right, what's next? A gnome says solid season with a bad finale, in my opinion. Felt rushed. I completely agree, Gnome. Yep. I'm 100% with your sentiment there. All right, what's next? Uh, Fifi sends in a super chat and says, okay, question. The show stated that only avatars could see gods. So how can Layla and authors, uh, Arthur's followers see the gods? I think, okay, so here's my guess. All right. I think only the avatars can see the gods when they're just hanging around. Right. I think obviously what happened with Ahmet and Khonshu is they manifested. I, I think they manifest. I mean, the ground is shaking. Yeah, I they, would agree with that. Because remember, uh, Haro said that all Khonshu can do is cause a gust of wind and whatever. But but this was different. These were people dying, earth shaking, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I you're think watching. Manifested to fight. If you couldn't see them, you at least see the, the purple souls of people going to a one point in the sky and disappear. Yeah. And we saw people looking up at them. Yeah. So, I mean, there had to be a, some some kind of difference there. Sure. All right. What's next? Uh, Monkey Pants <laughs> says, we should have seen Jake fight uh, Harrow. Well, no, that wouldn't have made any sense narratively because up until that point, like you can't have Jake be the big payoff fight when we've never even met Jake. And Arthur didn't have his powers anymore. Yeah, and narratively that doesn't... Well, no, I think he's talking about in the final big fight. Oh, right, right, right? okay. Narratively, that doesn't track because narratively, we've never even met Jake. Right, of course. To have a different character, it's like watching a Batman movie and then just as Batman is about to fight Bane, Aquaman pops up. 
Only we've never met Aquaman before. And he's never been in the movie and he's never really been mentioned in the movie. And Aquaman fights out and takes out Bane and says, you're welcome. That's a very unsatisfying ending to a Batman movie. And I think it would have been very unsatisfying as an end to uh, to this as yep, well. Yeah, I, right. I would agree. What's next? Uh, Suthius says, Egyptian gods, probably the dumbest gods in the MCU. I don't know. Uh, we're going to meet a bunch more of them pretty soon <laughs> here. But... Uh, I mean, look, the Egyptian gods, their main thing is simply death. The one big questionable thing about the Egyptian gods, because their whole thing is, look, we're just not getting involved with the world of man anymore. Right. We're, we're, we're going to have our eyes and ears here. We're going to keep an eye on things, but we're really not involved. The only part in this series, in episodes one through five, that was really made no sense to me was the trial of Harrow. When they bring in Harrow and Khonshu, a fellow god, is saying, this guy, my former avatar, who is aware of our world, is trying to resurrect Amit. And Harrow's defense was, no, I'm not. <laughs> the other Egyptian gods are, well, that's good enough for us. Sounds that, that tracks. That's the one part that was really, really stupid in the first couple of episodes. Because other than that, I loved, I thought everything else was great. Yeah. All right. Well, what's next? Uh, Fifi says, I wonder if Jake's suit is that Bentley limo. It was white. Like when he summons the suit, a car just appears. Laugh out loud. He starts running over everybody. That's, I mean, that's kind of interesting. It's a giant transformer. Uh, <laughs> hey, in Marvel Comics, Transformers have crossed over. Yes, they have. And Marvel has, has done Transformers. Yes, they I, have. I'm not really saying that the car is So is Rom Space Knight. <laughs> but, um, All right, what's next? Uh, crushing Coyote. Crashing. Then, oh, oh, yes, cr crushing. Crashing. Because it is my choice. The very thing you take away. That's the best line of the episode. Yeah. Easily the best line of the episode. I, again, Khonshu is a dick, but he is fighting for the right thing. Right. And that whole conversation between him and Ahmed, the, the philosophical duel, if you will, I, I loved it. And that line crashing, that I thought that was the best line. That was that was a great, a great scene, too, in, yeah. the, in the show. All right, what's next? Fifi sends in a super chat. Theory. In Thor 4, we see a battle of the gods Colosseum. Thor once again has to fight someone. This time, however, he has to fight Conchu's avatar, the one and only Moon Knight. Yeah, zero chance. Yeah, I like that idea, but yeah, but it has nothing to do with Olympus, has nothing to do with that. It would have meant for anybody to go and watch Thor to even understand the scene. What meant what they would have had to have watched Moon Knight. So I don't see the I mean, I wonder if Gore the God Busher does take out an Egyptian god. I think mean, they could do that because we could see him taking out a lot of gods yeah. that no one's ever heard of. So, so that, but that would not necessitate, like, if he were to show up and take out an Egyptian god, even if you didn't watch a single episode of Moon Knight, that doesn't take away from your understanding of what's going on. Right. So, exactly. I could totally see that. That's okay. a good I theory. Mean, why not? All right. What's next? Uh, Exploding Soda 99 says So, are the seats in the limo bulletproof? Sounds pretty annoying to keep replacing them. <laughs> and. There were people just walking outside of the car as these muzzle flashes and gunshots are going, and nobody was. And in the we can hear him from where the camera was placed, way above the car. Yeah, nobody's even know oh, what's going on in there, like in no. front of a, a, a an asylum or wherever they are, in you front know, of a care a, facility. An yeah, a care facility, and this crazy souped up all white limo, the most the most ostentatious. They went that way in an all white limousine. One one uh, police helicopter would be like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I just yeah, whatever. All right, what's next? Uh, Hero75 says, I wish Layla was shown living with Mark or Steven. It would have been a great way to show people with multiple personalities can have relationships. 
yeah, I mean, we talked about that early on. Like, what's their sex life like? I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I did kind of miss that notion that they, um, that we got to see their relationship and and see the past. Like, I, I felt that about a lot of what we were seeing. I would like, like I said, I felt we came into the first act too late, and I would like to have seen more of that first act. So. I, look, I agree with you. I would have liked to see it. Look, I just wanted more of everything. So the fact that we didn't get enough Layla and Mark or Layla and Steven, but Layla and Mark, I agree. I agree 100% with you. All right, what's next? Uh, Joser Mates says, the fight between Harrow and Mark and Amit and Conchu was amazing. Now we've got Latino Jake, and this is one of my favorite Marvel TV series. Uh, I guess we do have Latino Jake, you know, um, which is cool. And I, look, I liked, I thought all the fight stuff and the action stuff was really cool. No, it, it was. And I'll tell you one of the things, it, it kind of Star wars the final action sequence because, right, it's what Star Wars kind of brought in was in the big final conflict, there's multiple conflicts going on, right? Right. So you get into Return of the Jedi. There's the Vader and Luke confrontation on the Death Star. There's the space battle going on outside of the Death Star. There's the battle going on down on the moon of Endor, right? So in here, we had that same kind of thing playing out. We had the battle on the streets between the avatars, and we had the battle of the gods going on. And and I thought the whole thing worked really well. Was, there was a couple of really cool shots, too, where you see Mark and Harrow fighting in the foreground, and in the background at the same time, you see Ahmet, like all in the same shot. You see Ahmet and Khonshu fighting and battling. I'm not going to lie. I loved those shots. I right. thought that looked really, really good. Again, not my favorite of the Marvel shows. Uh, that that crown still belongs to WandaVision by quite a while, by quite a bit. But I, I think it is my second favorite. And that part was part of it. All right. What's next? Um, Mr. 47 says six episodes is really not enough for TV MCU, which we, I think we agree with. Look, six. Ep- OK, look, let me say this. Six episodes can be fine for a truly limited series. Like you and I grew up in an era when we were kids that there was the miniseries. They no longer do miniseries. Right. They don't call anything a miniseries anymore. That would be like a, a two or a three-part television event. Like V. Like, was V a, a miniseries v, at first? V was a mini. It was two miniseries. Oh, I didn't there was even a two-night event, three-night event, and then they did uh, a, a TV series. It didn't last very long. Okay. So there there was a time for that. And if you're just doing a miniseries, that, that can be fine. But they really do structure these like television shows, a season of a television show even if they call it a limited series. Next Generation did 26 episodes a season. Yes, they did. And I, six is, isn't enough. It's just not enough. If you want to tell that kind of story, you would be better served to shorten a bit, pace it better, and make it a movie at, yeah. at that point, right? So yeah. eh, this is kind of my thought on it. All right, what's next? Uh, Cam K says, Jake was concealed. His heart was not part of the balancing. The reconciliation only needed to happen between Stephen and Mark. Only turmoil existed between those two. Jake was unknown. Jake not judged. That, well, that doesn't, that's not consistent uh, with the yeah, show, Yeah, I was going to say Cam's correct in that, but why is that the case? See, here's the thing. The reason that's not consistent with the show is because think back to when Stephen first encounters Harrow. Stephen is unaware of Mark. He has no knowledge of any of that. Right. Mark is completely concealed from him. Yep. And yet, his scales were out of balance. 
And Harold could immediately tell that there's a duality in you. There's chaos in you. So this notion that there was a third personality in there, it's fine that Mark and Stephen weren't aware of it, but Stephen wasn't aware of Mark and his scales are still unbalanced. So to say that that's the reason he could still be a whole individual, clearly he's not. There's a third personality that has emerged a couple of times and is killing people. Is that so? And, and so you're saying that the Egyptian gods don't know that in his soul, that their scales wouldn't identify that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't buy that. I don't either. personally. Because remember, if Mark isn't aware of Stephen, that's, just, that's Mark's problem. I mean, Stephen's Well, there. Mark was aware of Stephen. Stephen uh, right, wasn't right. aware that's of Mark. I mean. Stephen right. was, yeah, and, and so, but that's the reality of what's going on. It's still one person. Like if you're listening to if you listen to the the Designing Hollywood podcast we just put up with Donald Mowat, he explains that he's like when he was trying to explain when they were making up the characters, he said, "Look, it's still one person. There's not multiple people. It's one person with different personalities," and and that was something he was explaining. He explains in in that podcast. I had to help people understand that that people that were working on the set they're not different people. It's the same person that has different personalities within them. So the Egyptian gods would know that, you know, they would. And and why, like, why only two hearts, like you pointed out? Why, why Tawet? That was it. Does that work? Yeah. I, I Again, that's just another thing that was in this episode that was inconsistent with what the show had told us previously. And what was interesting is if you if you're going to say that, OK, when Mark and Stephen were aware of one another. Maybe this whole thing, the, the awareness of the two of them, that's how come this all worked. Like, it, you're, because they're not aware. But then it isn't consistent all the way through. Yeah. The, so it, it – it, 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 and if, if that's the case, that because both of them were not aware of Jake, that was the only reason that Tawit could take two hearts out or something like that, maybe it was just because of the two of them. You have to explain that better because by giving us Jake – it throws into question. Wait a minute. Well, how come? How come Tawa didn't know? Why did she only pull two hearts out? Like if she put a, pulled out a third yeah, heart? How do the Egyptian gods not Tawet, who measures these things, not know? Well, you know, you brought up something though uh, that made me think of one other brilliant, 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 brilliant thing about this finale that we haven't mentioned yet, and it has to do with Oscar Isaac. We've talked a lot about how great Oscar Isaac's performance has been in this series, and it has been. But I don't know that there is a single scene, even better than anything he did in episode five, that shows off just how good Oscar Isaac is in this role or roles than the inexplicable scene when for some reason they're back in the asylum. (laughs) And he's talking because every time there's a shift between Mark and Steven, there's a dramatic physical shift as well. Like, right, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now I'm Steven. But in that scene, near the end of the episode, when he's sitting down and talking to Ethan Hawke, he starts alternating lines between Stephen and Mark, and the camera's always on his face. And what I realized watching that is, I knew who was talking before the words even started coming out. Yeah. Because the way Oscar Isaac would do the subtle changes in his expression, I instantly, okay, now he's Stephen, now he's Mark, now he's Stephen, now he's Mark, even before he started talking. And I'm like, oh my God. 
Like this, this is in as much as there were big emotional moments for for Oscar Isaac to show off that moment to me. Like that's the clip you send to the Academy yeah. of Television and show them, hey, you, for for the Emmys for your consideration, how about this? That was just the very fact when I clued in of that I knew which character it was, oh, it was who was about to speak before they were. I was like, damn, he's good in this show. Amazing, so good in this show. And guys, that'll do it. For this episode and really the final episode of our Moon Knight uh, open spoiler discussion, thank you guys for being here and joining us for it. Again, at the end of the day for me, this was a really good show. I, I very much enjoyed this this series. Again, I, I thought the finale was a little weak. It had, it had some problems to me that I didn't like, but there were some highlights in it as well. And overall, I thought the show was quite good for me. My second favorite of the MCU. Where does it right? We talked about this morning. Where does it right? I'd say for me about show? the sec. I, I mean, I love WandaVision, you know, so much because it was so audacious, but this is probably number two or three. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Right. And for me, it would be number two. And guys, thank you so much for joining us for this. Big special thank you to all of you guys who sent in the Super Chats. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about and think about. Number two, you supported our channel as you did it. And by the way, guys, got a favor to ask of you. You know, we're now in our new studio here, Rob. Really? We got, we got, this, we got this new space here, whatever. And one of the things that I want to do for the rest of the year is I want us to do a little bit more TV and streaming coverage. Mm. Uh, what shows... Coming up, would you guys like to see us covering like we were covering Moon Knight here? Where that we do, we're going to start using the terminology after show. Everybody keeps saying, What, John, why do you keep calling it open spoiler discussion? It's an after show. Fine. It's an after show. What upcoming shows or series or whatever would you like to see us doing open spoiler after shows for uh, over the next couple of months? We'd love to hear your thoughts and your suggestions. Anyway, guys. Uh, it's been great. Thank you so much. Rob, thanks for being here. Thank you to all of you guys. Big special thank you to Jonathan Voiko back there who's been running the show for us. And guys, that'll close the final chapter here on Moon Knight for us. Thanks a lot for being here. Don't forget to join us for the John Campia Show again tomorrow morning. My name's John Campia, and until next time, my friends, Conchu.